This podcast is brought to you by the award-winning Australian-made butterfly maternity pillow, which we are personally huge fans of. We certainly are. We love that it's multi-use and you can use it during your pregnancy and breastfeeding journey, but also that it comes with a removable tensile cover for easy care and comfort. And they sell out every time at the One Fine Baby Expo. They do. So if you want to grab one for yourself and want a sneaky 20% off discount, just use the code <laughs> COLDCOFFEE20 at onefinebaby.com.au. You're listening to a One Fine Baby podcast. One Fine Baby acknowledges the traditional owners of land and water that this podcast is recorded on and pays respects to elders past, present and emerging. How many times have you winced your way through that cold cup of coffee just for the caffeine kick? Or tripped over the same toy you've put away 10 times? We have toothpaste on our t-shirt and tiny humans screaming our name. The Cold Coffee Hot Mess Podcast is here to bring you the real side of parenting and serve up the juiciest survival hacks for this season of life that you can implement today. Guys, welcome back. Oh, hello, hello, hello. <laughs> it's Nadine. <laughs> and Olivia. And you are listening to the Cold, Cold Coffee, Coffee Hot, Hot Mess, Mess Podcast. How you doing? Oh, look, it's, um, yeah, look, I'm good. <laughs> no, 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 I'm good. It's just I'm good now. We had a bit of a scary week with Eva last week. Um, yes, the sickness is around. Yeah, but she has super big tonsils, as you know. I yes. mentioned she's getting them out in a few weeks and she just got a virus on them and they swelled to the point did. that her airway was micro. Um, so we spent a lot of time on the phone in the hospital, <laughs> stressing. Texting back and forth. Texting back and forth Ready for, for everyone. Steroid, yeah, you're that. giving me all the hacks. Um, mm. You've been there with the croup, so. Well, I was there well. the same week. Yeah, yeah, yep. that's right, you were. It was so. one of those sick weeks. Oh, of... God. And everyone's prepping me about day five to nine is the worst after they get them out. And I'm like, oh, God. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. they're like telling you what's going to happen in the oh, operation. fully telling me, like, ahead of time Ugh. what to expect. Okay, well, I guess that's a good thing. You want to know oh. what to expect, Well, right? if so I expect plan. the worst, then I, it can only be better than I expect. That's how I'm Let's go <laughs> framing there. it, you know? Yep, yep. Well, you just, you know, get your ducks in a row. Yeah. Um, just surgery is scary for kids, you know? It's, it's awful. scary. It's awful. Them going under and, yeah, I'm just psyching myself just up. can't think of anything. Can't go there. Can't. No Grey's Anatomy scenes are allowed to enter no. his head. Oh, no, thank no you. <laughs> what about you? What's happening? I ran the gauntlet last night. What do you mean? Well, I stayed up late. I you never stay up do late. That. You don't. I do never that. stay. I'm like in bed by like, well, like nine. Because yeah, I normally can't that, get you know, hold of you after eight thirty. Yeah, no, I will. No, absolutely not. Absolutely so I'm, not. you know, I'm reading a book and and um, I just thought. Do you know what? I'm going to stay up late tonight. <laughs> and did you have a plan, or you just wanted to be naughty? Well, I always I go love to bed early. You being naughty, by I, the way. No, I always go to bed early just in case the kid's going to wake up, right? Oh, so at yes. least I'm going to get my eight hours. Like I'm an eight it's hour a, girl. It's a buffer. But I ran yeah. the gauntlet, and for the first time in a long time. It failed massively. What happened? Well, Bells just woke up at 1 a.m., oh. 2 a.m. I had to sleep it. Anyways, so I went to bed at 11.30. I watched these weird um, shows on TV that I never knew existed. Was I was it just at like, Home with the Furies? No, um, no I think oh. it was like SBS News or something. What? I don't know. It was strange. But the point is I ran the gauntlet and it failed. So, yeah, there is a reason why I go to bed early. I learned yeah. that the hard way last night. Oh, I can't help it. I'm such a night owl. But, yeah, that scares the crap out of me. Like I, when I'm creeping up to bed sometimes I hear Freddie crying. Oh, I'm yeah. like... God, I haven't even got to the bedroom yet. Like, I should have at least had two hours by now. This is a nightmare. Oh, my gosh. These kids. But anyway, 
We're going to learn how to raise them, aren't we? We're going to learn. We got two boys, so I'm yeah. so excited for this podcast. It's going to be amazing. We're going to talk about how we're raising boys. Yes, and uh, we've got a very special guest who has mm-hmm. a very unique position of having worked in boys' schools for years. So he knows all about oh, resilience yes. and getting them to open up and how to communicate with them and in a sort of a changing world where boys' roles are different to they absolutely what they are were 20, 30 years ago. So Older generations. That's right. So it's invaluable. So let's get into it because I actually can't wait. I can't wait. Let's yeah, go. Let's go. Okay. We are so lucky today because we have this very, very, very mm-hmm. special guest in-house with us. His name is Ricky Russo and he is a school counsellor at Sydney Boys Schools for 30 years. This year is his 30th year That is year amazing. Ricky, well done. That's incredible. What an achievement. What an achievement. I'm still standing too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're looking say. good too. No, I've loved, loved every year that I've worked oh, at uh, my good. school. And you predominantly work with boys aged 9 to 18, right? Correct. That's yep. correct. Oh, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's been great. It's been a great career. Wealth of experience there. Yeah, I bet, right? You learn more than you bargained for, I think. (laughs) Um, And I think the thing that we should highlight in this chat is, yes, you work with slightly older boys, but I think you'll definitely let our audience know that it's important to start this kind of groundwork that you're going to cover. Yeah. Even with kids as young as, you know, Freddie's two and a half. It's important to sort of learn these lessons now so you can carry them on as the boys grow older. Absolutely. The earlier we start, the better the uh, formation will be, for sure. Totally, totally. Okay, so let's jump in. You've been a guidance counsellor, as we said, in boys' schools for 30 years. You're also father to a daughter and a son. And so let's just start. Can you tell us what are the problems that boys go through in childhood that are different to girls? Yeah, sure. Well, certainly over the last 20 years, I've noticed a steep increase in mental health issues, Mm. and that's no surprise Mm -mm. to our listeners, Mm. uh, particularly around anxiety. Yeah. So um, there seems to be a real connection that's Mm. been made with mothers and sons. Yeah. And as boys go to school, some of them struggle with that detachment once yeah. they leave their parents yeah. and oh, right. realise that they've been around their parents for so many years, some struggle and find mm. it difficult to get into a socialisation position with others. Yeah. So um, interesting enough, anxiety, stress, mm. um, they're the main issues. Uh, and then some of that leads on to depression. So some kids can be get clinically yeah. depressed. Mm. Others just feel they're not coping too well and struggle. Mm. Risk-taking is a big thing for boys. Yes. Uh, they do it sometimes without thinking about consequences. Yep. So there's no thought to as what might happen if I push that boy over uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or what they might happen if I hit him across the head. So, yeah. Yeah, so that, that's another issue, risk-taking is certainly. Um, social and relational issues mm. are big things that we still deal with. Some boys get bullied, sadly. Mm. Yeah. Um, and depending on the school environment, our school environment, it's excellent. Yeah. Uh, there are not many boys who go through, you know, being bullied seriously. Yeah. But we try and get on top of them very quickly. But relational issues, and that's why I think the key word for young boys particularly mm. is to be connected. It's yeah. about connectedness and making sure that you've got someone you can turn to and talk mm. to, particularly if mum and dad aren't around at school. So from a school perspective, that's really, really important. And that's where you kind of come into the picture. Yes, in absolutely. Yeah. So I've kind of built connections with boys over many, many years, mm. not just through a counselling formal situation, mm. but I do lots of activities that will connect them with me and connect them with each other mm. and build that sense of camaraderie and friendship friendship and mateship which Mm. is really important for boys Mm. because you need to have mates you need to go through life and have people that you can turn to and Mm -hmm. talk to Uh, and I think that's one of the things that perhaps is being lacking with some boys Mm. who get 
shielded by their parents, particularly yeah. their mothers, and that's not meant to be a criticism because I think there's some absence of fathers yeah, uh, in okay. their lives and absence yep. of male role models that causes that issue of mothers taking over mm. and looking after their sons in a good, meaning, meaningful way. Yeah. But unfortunately, uh, <laughs> it mother... becomes a bit too attached. Yeah, that's if right. You know what I mean. The mother-son relationship, speaking oh, from experience, oh, it's a special mm. one. It's a very. I mean, <laughs> that's my boy. You know, yeah, like yeah. I, yeah. I well, mean, I know I knew love with Eva, and, yeah. and Freddie is the same. I love my kids the same, but there's a there's just some sort of special kind of love with yeah. Freddie. Like, yeah, yeah, for sure, and, and that's a real worry. And I sometimes find that parents then find they've got an attachment that they can't mm. let go of. Yeah, uh, and it's really really hard. So that's this comes into the next part of my concern mm. about connectedness is that boys then sometimes go to the computer and use uh, that as a escape mm, uh, from what they're going through yeah well and also they want to be they want to get caught up in using the computer too much mm. because their relationship with their mother changes over time and their father mm. and then they escape into a world of gaming and social and do you media think that's a, is that a big thing with boys that huge, would, huge when do you when do you when do you introduce technology and when do you start putting boundaries on it? Yeah, well, I think the sooner you, you, you can put boundaries on whenever you put it on, into yep. use, it really depends on whether parents are good um, role models yep. in using technology. And there should be always a time where they put it down and don't have it using it around yep. the dinner table mm. or around certain times. I think it's got to be one in, all in. Yeah. Uh, and if otherwise, if you're trying to set boundaries with your sons or daughters, yep. mm. uh, you'll find that the students will say, well, mum and dad are doing it. Yeah, well, totally. I'd be still you can't be checking your phone while you're having dinner. Then yeah. it's yeah. like a family yeah. curfew. Yeah. yeah. So technology. the correct age, yeah. I, look, I, I don't think there's any specific age, but I think, you know, the earlier, the, the, the better that students get into technology is a good thing, mm. but yeah. they're going to get addicted to it if they're For allowed sure. to not have any boundaries around usage. There are great apps I know someone in the office has where yes. it's like a um, you mm. give time. So mm. like you kind of give pocket money, mm. you can say, well, I'm going to gift you 20 minutes on yeah, your that's phone. Correct. And it basically allows them use of certain mm. apps on their phone for 20 minutes that's and then right. it shuts down. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think, think that's, that's, that's the sort of app you need because yeah. otherwise when parents are not there, it replaces the parent contact. Yeah. That's the thing that I'm worried about. When yeah. parents aren't around, what do students or boys or girls get up to? And often they'll go, they want connection. So, back to connectedness. So how do parents do that though? How What can they do with their kids to, to encourage that connectedness and get them off their phone, just being well, more the, present? The, the earlier that they yeah. get, get, get involved in their daily lives, mm. I mean, mothers are clearly actively involved mm. in their, mm. their daughters or their son's lives. Mm. But the, the the more that the father gets involved in their son's life... The better. The better, yeah. yeah right. So the sooner they're there doing the things that mothers are doing, uh, yeah, within reason, mm. because I think these days both mothers and fathers have active lives... Working. ...outside of, yeah, yeah. outside of the home. Yeah. So therefore it's really important that both the dads and others who are closely related to the young child, mm. particularly uncles, uh, grandfathers... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cousins, anyone who can provide that modelling or that mentoring that I speak about, because mm. I believe mentoring is so important, particularly with the right role model. Yeah. Um, so it you, doesn't have to be a, a father or a mother. That can be other people in their lives. Because yeah. yeah. well, a lot of fathers yeah, are absent, not through mm. any fault of their mm. own, but the fact that they're they're caught up doing whatever they're supposed to be doing for the family, yeah. like mothers get caught up doing yeah. what they're supposed to yeah, be doing. So, so I think the more that we can find time to give to that child mm. at an early age mm. and allow both parents to be involved in the in the uh, upbringing the rearing mm. uh, that that's been one of my major 
points of concern mm. that I've noticed. And also there's lots of single parent families, yeah. you know, both with males looking after the family mm. or females looking after the family. So whatever you can do to bring in others who are caring and well-known to the family, yeah. uh, that's so important. Do you find that the majority of issues that you see, um, it, there's a direct correlation between parents are absent more, therefore the child is... Definitely, really? yeah. yeah. Okay. Because I come from, my work comes from a family systems perspective, mm -hmm. so I'm a family school counsellor mm -hmm. in the sense that a boy's presenting problems or a girl's presenting problems mm. are a reflection of what's happening on in their real right. world, not in their school world. Mm. I mean, it's something to do normally with mm. other things that are going on outside the world of school and problem, more, yeah. more importantly, the world of family, yeah. where family is where we base most of our, mm. our experiences and interactions with. Mm. So it, you're always trying to look at how we can help the family be connected, work well together, mm. bring in other families and bring in other key responsible adults that will take your son out or your daughter out and mm. give them a good experience. Yeah. And there's okay. a, matter, a matter about trust there. Trust is really important because, as we know, there's some sad news around some children who get abused. Yeah. And in, in poor situations mm. where families are not conscious of who's caring for people. Scary. And we can't take things so for granted in that area. Totally. When you're talking about communication, though, so in my example with Max, my son's 10, and every night I lie with him um, in bed Good. and I'll just lie there. But it's funny because he'll have been home from 3 till what, about 6.30. He would have said nothing about his day. Even if I prompt him, nothing comes out. And so you think everything's fine. And then you lie with them and you stare at the ceiling. And I say, oh, how was your day? But slowly, slowly it unravels. And then he'll just give me this golden nugget of this massive thing that opened in his day. But if I hadn't have taken that time to just lie and let still, like silence, mm. sometimes golden, um, I would have never uncovered what had gone on in his brain the that issues, day, like yeah. the mm, issues. Choice. But yeah. are there examples of phrases that I can open? Like someone said to me, you know, ask a question and then whatever he says back, just repeat that word and then they'll keep going with the conversation. Are there any phrases like that that you can... Okay. Talk to yeah, boys sure. with? Well, look, I, uh, I think the key thing in terms of trying to get things out is, is if you can repeat what the child said, mm. that's really, really important. Mm. So you mentioned that, that mm. you had, your son had spoken to you and had let out a gold nugget mm. and then you, re you repeated that back to yeah. him well, and I all think of a sudden like... he became more conscious. And I think it's really about just affirming what you hear from your child, mm. in particular this case your yeah. son, mm. and make sure that you listen carefully to any little words that come out that you can jump onto at the time. I think there's no key, for me, there's no key word, but it's, it is about listening, being a real attentive listener and being a person who can reflect back what you've heard. It's reflecting, isn't it? That's yeah, it is the reflection. technique. Well, it's for like... sure, for me, and that's how I engage students. From the start, I'll always talk about their family. So yep. and what they're up and that's where I get the most information yep. if I'm engaging a student in a counselling session. Yep. So I use the family platform as an opportunity to listen to what's going on with the family, noticing dad might be away for the week, mum's feeling pretty stressed. Uh, you, you pick up little things, then you go with those little nuggets, as you call them. Yep. And, and, and that's a way that you can tend to engage a student and connect with him yep. because being connected is so important. So your point is a very, very valid one, mm. finding time to listen. And sometimes 
late at night is not the optimum time. Mm. And sometimes it might be better to even get your son out in the car by himself and that's when they can't escape from you. Yeah. And <laughs> give them give them something that they would love to eat because uh, I know young boys love eating and yes, they young, do. young children love <laughs> eating. So, and then you can often get some good conversations just sitting down at a McDonald's. I don't, I'm not here to promote McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, they they're sitting down at a store like that where you can just sit down and have a conversation in the afternoon before it gets too late because things do happen at school. Yes, they do, but things also happen outside of school. Mm, yeah. And it's not just about the, the school environment where it's uh, a lot of these things yeah. are occurring. I think um, with getting your child to open up, I know there's a lot, obviously, the basis of that is trust. They've mm. got to trust that whatever mm. they tell you is mm. going to be safe yes. and they're in a safe space. I did hear a, a hack, and I'd love to know your thoughts on this, is, you know, especially I've got a daughter as well, and, mm. you know, I know what I was like as a teenage girl, yeah. so, and I was never all that, all that comfortable telling my mum the goings-on of my weekend and what was happening. Mm. But um, I think there's a thing you can introduce, like the safe space in the car. So mm. say, for example, it's you get in the car and you go, now listen, this is a safe space, this is the vault, mm. anything you tell me here is safe. That's a great way of putting safe. it. Yeah, absolutely. You can trust that mm. you're not going to get in trouble. Mm. Um, and I yeah. think it's little tips like that, finding whatever that might be, whether it's the car, whether it's a certain cafe you go to together once a week that you can, that's a safe <laughs> space, you know. But it's building that trust that you can actually open up about anything and there's going to be no backlash, yeah. you're not going to get in trouble. It's how do you... What other ways you, can you've got you to build find that what trust. works for you, right? Yeah, I just want to know how to, I guess, build that trust to open that conversation. Well, I think I think that you've you've done that quite successfully. Mm. Having obviously, I know you well, and what yeah. you've done in building that relationship already with your daughter mm. and your son, mm. that they do build up that sense of trust and yeah. not to break their confidence and, or embarrass them. Mm. Uh, sometimes things that happen to by parents, they repeat things that might have been said yeah. in confidence. Uh, they, they put them down in front of others, yeah. do things like that. They can be really, really hurtful yeah. and and destroy the, all the, the wonderful work you've done over oh, the last gosh. period of time it's so because they think, well, that's, that's it. I'm not going to tell mum or dad anything yeah. more. So it's about maintaining a, a good open relationship mm. where you share that in confidence. No judgment. Yeah, no judgment, yeah. non-judgmental. Yeah. So, so, so true. Mm. And finding a moment outside of bedtime, mm. because I think bedtime is really, really a good spot time mm. to speak, mm. but it also can get them, get their anxieties yes. up and cause Before them to bed. start worrying too much about other things that are going on. Mm. I'm more into calmness at night. Yeah. I'm more into meditation. Mm. Uh, we do a program called Peaceful Kids, mm -hmm. which is a mindfulness type program which teaches young young children to become conscious of their emotions and their mm. feelings and allow themselves to be at peace as they go to sleep. So it's good to talk about things. I'm not yeah. saying that mm. you shouldn't do that at night, mm. but I think sometimes it can raise their their levels yeah, of you don't agitation. Want them going to bed overthinking it's things. It's the only time I have... Okay, to, I'll rephrase that, but I was about to say it's the only time I have time for. <laughs> but because even though I really want to get back downstairs and have my dinner and start watching my TV, I'm like, no, I've got 10 minutes here at least. I'm going to just lie and see how Max's day was. Because mm. before well, that, it's like boom, boom, boom. It's like I think it's whatever from, works for you. Yeah. And if that works for you well, and works for them, I think that's a good thing. Mm. So I'm certainly not saying th you, can't, you shouldn't no. do it, but I'm it's saying like, what, you should also look for other for opportunities you. and mm. times mm. Where you have that that one-on-one -on -one opportunity, and that's not yeah. always easy when you've got other children and stuff going <laughs> to start on. with, because <laughs> you want to maintain 
that sense of you've got a one-on-one relationship with them. That's right. I was one of seven, so you yeah. can imagine. Wow. When did you ever get one-on-one The only one-on-one one one relationship I got was with my sisters and their wooden spoon when they were chasing me <laughs> through the laundry. So, yeah, we, we had a great upbringing. And I must admit, um, I, I learned a lot from the wooden spoon, but I also learned a lot by having good males outside mm. of my family mm. who helped me. And I must say, my dad, all my dad did was work. So I didn't yeah. learn a lot from my dad. He no, was a wonderful yeah. man. Mm. He did. He worked hard and he was a real good uh, role model in yeah. providing. That's the way it was. My mother had uh, nervous breakdowns mm. because she had four boys in a row, yeah. um, seven imagine. children. Yeah, yeah. It was a really difficult period. But I then turned my life to other males mm. to look for guidance. And I was very lucky. I was I was educated by the Christian Brothers. Mm. I'm a very proud boy of St. Patrick Strathfield. Mm. And I, I learned a lot from those who were around me, not only good uh, Christian Brothers, but good male teachers and female yeah, teachers. So sure. I think sending your son or daughter to the right school is also really important. Yeah, right. Finding the school that finds the right mix for your, and your child. I know with you as well that football was a huge part of your Correct, upbringing. Yeah. And mm. so do you find in terms of particularly with boys, how important is sport and group team well, activities? Sport and, and, and extracurricular or co-curricular, because mm. now we provide at our schools so many opportunities for boys and girls in their own environment mm. to, to participate in anything which is related to being engaged with extra or co-curricular. Mm. But for me, sport was obviously a really important one. For a lot of boys, it is too. Mm. But there are a lot of boys out there who are not engaged in sport mm. as well and don't want to play rugby league or mm. yeah. soccer or you know, games where you might have a little bit of contact. Mm. So you've got to be conscious that they can. there are other avenues of activities you can do in schools or in districts that will help them to be. But that's so, so important, them getting them into uh, other Groups where they can interrelate with other male models through coaching, mentoring, yeah, yeah whatever they other might mates be doing. Yeah, learn, so learn I think sports. whatever you can do to keep your kid occupied mm. after school, if you're particularly if you're busy, mm. by doing things is so important. Yeah, I heard right. a phrase recently: "Go touch the grass." That's right. That's I'm right. Like, that's right. Yeah. What is that? Yeah. That is amazing. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. It, and the boys are like, yeah, yeah. It's what my mum says to me when I'm you know on technology too much go touch the grass so then I go outside and play and yeah. I'm like that is fantastic it's a little yeah. phrase mm. yeah. go touch the grass <laughs> I, I would guess that most parents would find that that's one of the difficult things of the moment that Getting children the... boys and girls mm. want to be indoors when yep. they would prefer them to be outdoors yeah and I must say again I grew up a long time ago mm. uh, and I was outdoors all the time yes. there was no such thing as staying indoors because you no. get the wooden spoon yeah. <laughs> I know right you can't do that anymore so you, had, you had to get away sorry, from my Ricky. sisters uh, they were lovely sisters don't get me wrong yeah. sorry if I'm putting my sisters in the bad <laughs> no, side there but that, that happened a bit because that's the way we controlled things yeah. <laughs> but um, being outdoors was a good thing we were yeah. out and parents had to bring us inside uh, so I'm not saying we let kids just go freely because no. there are some obviously boundaries that, that need yeah, to be put anymore. in place, but allowing them to engage in activities where they're safe because safety is number one. Of course. Absolutely. Yeah. Safety Integral. is number one, paramount, and making sure that your kids are in a safe environment yep. around people who you trust, mm-hmm. around people who are going to care for them and look after them in the right way. Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, just going circling back to mm. you know freddie is only two and a half i feel like i'm putting mm. a lot of pressure on him to grow up to be a, a great mm. man mm. um but i i really you know I, i'm one of three girls my mum was one of four girls my mm. nan was one of five girls boys mm. are not big <laughs> in our family it's not no, my no, strong suit no, no, so no. i've got this little boy 
who looks up at me, he's already so determined. If I tell him no, he just he looks at me in the eye and goes and pushes the television again. You know, like he, mm, mm. he's so defiant sometimes mm, um, mm. when he's told no. Um, so basically I just want to know how can I bring him up to be a great, compassionate, caring, mm. open, in touch with his emotions I just want him to be all those great things course, that modern yeah, men absolutely. need to be uh, to survive. Yeah, you yeah. Know? and I think most parents would want that for yeah. their sons mm-hmm. to be that that sort of person. And it's just like the sixty-four million dollar question. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, what's yeah. the, what's okay. the answer? How do you well, make a nice exactly. Boy? Well, exactly. I'd love to have the answer, <laughs> yeah. but I do, do know it does take it takes a village to build a yes, good child. Mm, yeah. And having people around your son who are going to bring in all those important qualities or ingredients yeah. or values that you spoke about is so so important mm. so it's about you can't it's not just left no, to you I can't just do it don't feel it's a one-on-one job <laughs> yeah. but just looking at even his defiance that's a good thing in one sense but mm. you've got to be equally yeah. have your your you know your clear boundary yeah. and let him know and then try and distract him yeah, away from what he's after mm. you know, at, in that particular moment I'm saying because I know that was one thing we discussed before yeah how do we turn Freddie from being you know a, a very <laughs> defiant young man well yeah. it's part of growing up he mm. wants his own way yeah, of course he, he wants does. his yeah. own way of all you know, kind of dealing with things he wants to smash the TV and I yeah. should let him we don't want that to happen obviously <laughs> so but yeah I think you know teaching him respect at an yeah. early age mm. I'm really 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 strong on that yeah uh, we do a lot of good work at our school around giving boys um, skills mm. to help them be respectful to young ladies particularly yes. mm. because so um, there's a lot of work mm. around these days um, around yeah the, the whole consent issue mm. and that's being raised in the last few years in our schools but Fabulous. teaching boys how to be respectful to young girls because mm. once they leave a certain age and they become Adolescents, they mm. can get that group think mentality, oh, yeah. and all of a sudden, sexuality becomes a very yeah. different thing mm. to what it is as a young mother and looking after their children. And then all of a sudden, they turn into these people you don't want them to turn yeah. to. Yeah. At what age, yeah. though, Ricky, are you supposed to start talking about sex with boys? Mm. Mm. Of what age? What's too uh, well, young? I, I think you can start talking about relationships and the way they can relate to young boys and girls mm. is at, at the age of year six, which is about 11. Yeah, 11, yeah. 12, I think around that age is a, looking back on my life and mm. working back on what I've done in my work as a teacher because I was a teacher yeah. before I was a counsellor. Yeah. So, um, yeah, around the age of grade six. What happens if it comes up in the playground in year four, for example? I think you talk about it in a respectful way. You mm. put it back into terminology that this is not something to be talked about at just openly or you know, just uh, in a... What, what's Social. Sort of like? Yeah, that's like... right. It's got to, it's got to be done in a, in a respectful way. Way where you talk uh, in with with adults and other people about things that are affecting them and worrying mm. them, and they might yep. see things that are available on the internet these days. I must say, <laughs> I the, there's easy access to yeah. material. That's where parents got to be very strong yes. in making sure that the boundaries are in place and how they can get it's into terrifying. things. But <laughs> yeah, it, it does happen, and, yeah. and boys then all of a sudden change their image of their parents and, yeah. and perhaps other girls around them to being sexual. Yeah, uh, and that's so so wrong. But it, it will happen. 
happen because some yeah. boys do go that way, sadly, and mm. then uh, they can get dragged in by yeah, by the group <laughs> because there is that group think mentality with boys. They some boys just don't. They go with the leader yeah. and they follow him they want around. To and, and, yeah. They want to impress their mates. Impress their mates, and also yeah. I don't want him to be left behind as well and not understand anything. No. But at the same time, I thought year four was a bit early to start talking no, about too, this. No, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, me. okay, good. Yeah, I agree with that. Well, for I sure. agree with you. And, and but I had to. I had no choice because yeah. that's what they're all talking yeah. about. Well, if it comes naturally, I yeah. think it's a it's a thing. <laughs> it that doesn't come naturally to, to talk to me. about it. Yeah, that, but that's good that you're able to have that relationship with your son. Yeah, because you'll find. I mean, as time goes on, you build up this. We talk about the word trust a lot and mm. uh, a good responsibility and love towards their parents. Yeah. Over years, that builds up good mileage or kilometres, <laughs> and yep. you can tend to get this relationship will improve. Because I always loved my mother. There was never a doubt in the many years that she was on earth that yeah. we loved her. But we did do things that were, you know, not, not in keeping with what son should have done yeah, at, yeah, at yeah. the time. You know, yep. we made mistakes, in other words. And yep. that's why you need people to help correct the person and put them back on oh. you know, the right line or the yep. right uh, path. Talking about other people being involved in their lives, what happens when you don't agree with some of their morals or values or um, or just, you know, like, for example, grandparents, they were brought up in a different generation. They've got very clear views now. Like, mm. they're quite, like, she's got good Irish parents. Mm. Really yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. I'm not talking about my, oh, you're not. my parents. Oh, okay. I'm just mm. talking about parents in general. <laughs> Olivia, sure, sorry. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, okay. okay. That's so good. Um, so talking about grandparents, if they've got really strong views, they were brought up in a different generation um, and you may not agree with some of their views because, um, you know, things have moved on. Mm. How do you stop a conversation that's happening in front of your children? Do you just... Well, I think you probably need to have the conversation Separately. before you're in front of the child yeah. with, with the adults, mm. that's the grandparents, so that they know that you're not... If, if you picked up that in, in a respectful way, again, yeah. these are different times now, and they I are. agree. Yeah. I mean, things have changed so, so much from when I was younger mm, yeah. or when my parent, grandparents were around. Mm, so, yeah. yeah, you're right. I think it's so important, but you don't want to get into a, a situation where the child's around and the no, parent's around absolutely. and then that you're not happy, but still you need to let them know yeah. in a nice, respectful way, as, as respectful as you can be in, a, in an environment like that. Because they're so influential, yeah. Of course, of course, absolutely. People, yeah. And they take over and yep. therefore you need to let us communicate to them what you're wanting for your child because mm. you're the parent yeah. you're the one left holding yeah. the situation <laughs> yeah, after the situation after they've gone Good back to their life said, yeah. Nana said or yeah. that yeah, one yeah, said yeah, yeah. Nana well, said and, yeah. and that, that, that's a really one good way of deflecting to someone else yeah. that they're the ones they that I need quickly. to be following does mm. that make sense? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah for does. sure yeah. so if this and this could be from a young age are there any signs that we should look out for um, in boys that could signal that something bad is going on, that maybe they're struggling or they're not happy sure. or something's going on at school? What What are the things we need to look out for in this situation that may, perhaps they're not quite as open and upfront with us as we'd like them to yeah, be at this point? Yeah. Well, I think it's good if parents can be aware of their son's feelings mm. or their daughter's feelings as early as possible yeah. and kind of and put words to them. I mean, mm. they're being happy, being sad. I think you've got to, you've got feelings are a part of our lives. Mm -hmm. And when the sooner that we can communicate and use that vocabulary, mm. the better. Uh, so therefore they know if they're feeling a bit frustrated, frustrated that's yeah, right, or, or feeling a little bit anxious. anxious. So using those words early can mm. put put a word to the feeling and right. therefore it's okay to talk about feelings. Yes. I think boys, as we know, are not as 
clearly no. articulate about feelings or expressing their feelings. Yeah. But the sooner as we talk about it, the better. Yeah. Um, how do we notice gut gut feelings are, yeah. are really, really important here. And I think if you feel there's something wrong, there's a very, very good chance there is something wrong. Yeah, right. So it's your own gut feeling that mm. I think will... But then you start to see practical things like they start to isolate from Withdrawal. going to family meals or mm. wanting to go out with you or do things with you. Mm. And they don't mix with the group. So a young child who was a good... Uh, participant within a group mm. all of a sudden starts to withdraw from that group and right. not wanting to you know to participate that's really important and there's a bit of a sense of secrecy in what they're doing uh, often can so. tell you that mm. there's something else mm. going on you know they're they're kind of things just aren't right it's they're shutting of, you down they're not yeah, answering yeah. you they're not and they're, they're kind of work. avoiding the the activities they would yeah. normally want to do mm. i know myself and i've struggled a bit with depression over yeah. the years mm. with different things i found it sometimes difficult mm. to want to participate and do something and i hold back and people often can tell i'm a bit of an open book that i'm not You're coping an ex extrovert yeah it's what, well yeah extrovert and I'm, I, I express my feelings yeah. pretty openly mm. <clears throat> so people know but not every boy is like that no. Or not every little girl. So it could so be that's more why... subtle. The change could be a bit more yeah, subtle. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's why it's, you're right. So so important that parents can identify the feeling and be aware that if they are doing things which are not normal in their way of operating, mm. uh, that's a clear indicator there could be another issue. Yeah. Do you think as well if parents are struggling to get their child to open up, but they sense there's a problem? Um, is getting a third party like a counsellor or a family psychiatrist or psychologist is that or a therapist even to mm. be not so extreme is that is that a viable option is that somewhere mm. that parents should yeah. turn well I, that's why I'm getting to an earlier point mm. we talked about I think when we're offline mm. um, that I think it's really important that to understand that within schools there's a lot more support mm. now for families around that sort of thing mental health so yeah exactly mm. so the sooner you make Good connections with people in your local school or your local preschool. There are people around social workers, mm. there are psychologists, there are counsellors, mm. there are a variety of different people who are around. And it's good just sometimes to have a chat to them without making a big deal of it early on. You yeah, don't want right. to be one of those parents that's you know, worried about every yeah. little thing that happens. I'm not saying we do, but yeah. sometimes parents can be overreactive yes. uh, because that's what happens. <laughs> yeah. You worry. Uh, but you worry. But We're then scared you, of everything. It's that's why you get a try. Exactly. Yeah. That's right. And then, then they become anxious because you learn from your parent, your number one caregiver, yes. That goes flows onto the child, mm. and then you the child the then becomes anxious <laughs> with a whole variety of things. Yeah. So I think it's important that you perhaps have that conversation firstly with someone at the school. And mm. in my case, uh, we're in a, a school for boys from year five to twelve. Mm -hmm. That the school is well known that we've got good support people. We've got three mm. in the position wow, of eleven hundred boys. Yeah. Yeah. Well, wow. So that's that was nice. there was, there was only 0.5 when I started the job thirty years ago. I was half a counsellor. Yeah. It was kind of the top half was a counsellor <laughs> and the bottom half was, was a... The dancer. Yeah, exactly, a dancer, a dancer. So it was a good, good position to be in. Yeah. I loved it. But the work increased and... Well, uh, because the mental health rates have just... Well, you've what, got we, COVID, we, you've I, got... Sadly to say, but it's a reality. And yeah. I, don't, I don't want to scare parents, mm. but one of our boys passed away. We lost a boy mm. through suicide. Mm. And that changed the whole culture of the school. So it became from a school where we didn't talk about things yeah. to now we, we try and encourage students to be open and honest and share their feelings and share their thoughts yeah. and that's probably got a little bit to do with people who have been there for a period of 
of time, like myself and others, yeah. who have been able to establish. I've got some good colleagues in that area well, too. Well, it's, it's <clears> about, I mean, I also lost when I was um, mm. in high school, I lost a, a male friend to suicide and that it's shaped me and, and parenting mm. a son mm. incredibly. Um, but it is it is not sh- not a shameful thing anymore no. for boys to talk about their mm. feelings and to open up, whereas in my dad's generation, mm. you couldn't talk about anything. That's all. You know? So mm. we, we're lucky in a sense that it mm. is a much more welcoming environment where m- boys are encouraged to say what's wrong and yeah, talk yeah. about it and seek help. Mm. Um, but it's just about knowing, I guess, and Nadine touched on this, how to do it, what to say, how, mm. when's the optimum time, and we've covered that, um, mm. you know, yeah, yeah. finding a time and building yeah, that trust. Yeah. Well, just I think having your radar up, and, yeah. and normally parents are pretty good at that, and, yeah. Yeah, very good at <laughs> picking up. Mothers probably better than fathers. Yeah. And they want to be critical, but that's the way it is. Yeah. And I can certainly tell straight away with both my kids, mm. and I've got a grandson as well, yeah. when there's a problem, you yes. know, like pretty quickly. Straight away. Yeah, exactly. You've so got all the tools. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Red light yeah. I'm not saying I'm the best at resolving the problem, but I'm certainly, yeah. Good at picking it up. Yeah, and you're a listener. Yeah. So, Ricky, I know boys and 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 girls will go through tumultuous times, and things won't always go their way, and they'll fall down. And that's something as a parent that scares me. What do you do when your child fails or they mm. fall down? So, I think um, I know resilience is a really big thing for you. And and how do you raise resilient children? What are what are some things we can yeah, well, yeah, it's a, it's a good question again, mm. and everyone wants their son or their daughter yeah. to be resilient, or yeah. even an adult to be resilient. But sometimes you've got to fall over yeah. uh, and 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 struggle mm. in life. That I mean, that's an important lesson to be mm. learned too. There are struggles. It's not all no, you know, it's fantastic. Like rainbows, you know, yeah. that's right, exactly. <laughs> so we've got to identify that there are struggles and and talk about those struggles and how we can best cope with them, mm. uh, and 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 to identify that within the families. Uh, you know, family chain of, of events is so important mm. that you've got to realise that, yeah, sometimes we're going to fall over, but we've got to always learn to get back up again. Yeah. When you fall over, what do you do? You get back up mm. again. And that's the sort of... And there was a, a wonderful uh, person whose name's going to escape me now, but it'll come to me eventually, okay. who who had no arms and no legs. Wojcic, mm. uh, I think. Ah. He had no arms and no legs, and he used to come to school and talk to kids about... The fact that you know life can be a struggle, and life for me was a struggle mm, when wow. I was born with no arms yeah. and no legs. When I fell over, I learnt to get back up again, mm, and yeah. I learnt to. I needed people to help me do that. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm not. A, I'm not an island. I can't do this by yeah. myself. And he relied on other people to help him develop confidence and develop a sense of I. I can do this. Mm. I can give this a go. Yeah, I'm, there's nothing wrong with trying. Yeah, yeah, that sort of thing. And if I do fall over, I'll get back up. Mm. Again, so I think Wojcic was the person who, for me, helped me to understand that I've fallen over in my life. Mm. How do I best help kids? I try and empower them with the sense that nothing can stop them from being the person they want to be. Yeah, an important part of resilience is perspective, mm. and I've learned over many, many years of working with boys yeah. in yeah. schools, and now 47 years, and I'm very proud wow. that my career is coming towards its climax. <laughs> That I've learned the really important lesson that that you've got to be there for each other and support one another. Mm. Sadly, when boys and 
girls take their lives. It mm. does happen, sadly, because yeah. uh, they're, they're alone and they feel they've got no other option. Mm. But if you reflect on it now, it's mm. really a permanent solution to a temporary problem. Yeah. And the problem can be resolved by us working together mm. as, as a connected community, mm. looking after our family, number one, yeah. looking yeah. after our extended family, number two, mm. and then resolving that on to making yeah. us a better community by giving and getting back in return. Yeah. So losing someone is a real terrible thing through that way, mm. but it is only in perspective a a permanent way of ending your yeah. life when you really need yeah. the the other perspective, which is getting on with yeah. life and helping each other and building up their this person's I weaknesses. Think, and and like you know, we've all been through it. We've been teenagers, and sometimes mm. a fight with your best friend is the worst yes. thing that's ever mm. happened to you. And, it is. and at that point in your life, it is the worst mm. thing that's mm. ever happened mm. to you. But it's about, I think, you know, us as, uh, as the role models and the mentors in their lives to just remind them that, you know, extreme measures like suicide is a permanent, as you say, a permanent solution to a temporary mm. problem. And, it's, mm. and sometimes that clarity needs to be brought by other people because they just can't see it, mm. you know. They're just mm. so tunnel vision in whatever mm. they're going through. Um, so you're so right. It's about, you know, bringing in the, the family, the outer, mm. the, you know, the outer family and mm. any sort of mentors that can help to strengthen and bring them back Correct. Um, yeah, for integral. Sure. They've got so many opportunities at our school mm. to be successful, to have confidence in what they're doing, to work on their strengths and make them you know, even stronger and make a contribution because yeah. it's in giving that we receive. Yeah. I believe that notion in life that they I need like to be that. givers about doing things and then they get something back by giving, being a giver. You need to be outward focused yep. and help others, yep. especially in times of need. Absolutely. Especially when people go through struggles in their life. Yeah, it's so true. All right, so Ricky, we've got a question from Robin who's in our Facebook group and she says that she really struggles with how physical they get all the time. She's got two boys and then they just move on. Um, no one holds a grudge. <laughs> What is that all Such about? A, that's not a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. That's pretty good. Like, that, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm very proud of those two boys. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, well, well done, Within Rob. our school, we do, we do a little activity called Boxercise. Right. Can I promote that here just yeah, briefly? Yeah, go for yeah. it. Boxercise is a voluntary program where boys come in the mornings yeah. and they learn to let out their frustrations. Yes, and so good. it's a thing that we're trying to do with boys more because they are impulsive. Yep. Mm. They are aggressive. Yep. <laughs> and I think if you can <laughs> do, do something which is proactive yeah. and allow them to get into an activity where they're expelling a lot of their energy, particularly yeah. early in the morning, mm. that's a good thing. So these two boys have obviously been to boxercise classes <laughs> and they're probably both boys Boxing at our school. I think, so I, I think this mother should just be really pleased that, we're, that they're they getting just, out and they're letting their frustrations out. I think it's a good thing yeah. and they're getting on with life and that's so, so important. Whereas girls will hold a grudge for two years. Yeah, yeah, they'll remember. Yeah. They never get over it. Well, yeah, yeah, that's correct. And girls are, are also very independent and very well organised, mm. and it all comes out naturally. Mm. It doesn't do work that way for boys. No. They take a, a lot longer to pick up the cues or yeah. uh, you know, pass it over to mum or do a flick pass over yeah. to someone else. So we've got to learn to put give boys. Um, more initiative, give boys yeah. more opportunity to do things and be leaders. I think that's another thing that I think that's why this mentoring mm. is so important. They can learn from each other, yeah. particularly the right buddy, the right person who needs to be around them, mm. uh, and and become more wholesome, more real, more connected young men yeah. who can work in society and make this world a better place yeah. for all of us. 
Oh, isn't that a nice place yes, to land? It's a lovely it's place. A really, to land. It's a really nice place to end. We yeah. just want to make the world a better place with absolutely great yeah. boys who great have boys who know about respect. consent and know yeah. about respect. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think Ricky, you've done a really good job at you know doing so. your bit <laughs> for some <laughs> of the okay. boys. That's okay. It's been really nice talking to you yeah, this morning. It's been and amazing. Thank you for inviting me down here. And um, yeah, your insight is just invaluable. It's just stuff okay. that, that people could never know unless you've done 30 years in a job like yours. So mm. thank yes. you so much for thank sharing. You. As mums of young sons, we <laughs> appreciate it. We're going to do our best to raise some good fellas. Anytime. We? Anytime. <laughs> Thanks, thank you. Ricky. Thanks, Thanks, Ricky. Thanks, Ricky. Olivia. Thank you. <laughs> wow. That was amazing. Ricky <sighs> Russo, absolute legend. I mean, no. does anyone know more about Raising Boys? Uh, no, I mean, 30 I, years experience. Oh, that was awesome. 47 in total we found, yeah. if you add being a teacher. And I, I just love that I feel like I'm on the precipice of mm. Max's 10 and what he's about to go through. He's already going through yeah, um, some of these issues. all these issues, but just finding out more about how they boys communicate, yes. how to open conversations, yes. how mm. to deal with bullies how to raise boys that are respectful to other women. Yep. All of that stuff is so important. Consent. And look at us. Look at us, what we're, we're doing. Changing like we're changing the world. The... I think any parent, and that's, <laughs> no, but seriously, world. I think of any parents who are raising little, any kids, but little boys in particular, you're changing the whole dynamic of how yep. boys were raised. It's okay to cry. It's okay to talk about your feelings. Mm-hmm. It's okay to come to mum and give me a hug, you know, yep. when you're 13. It's okay. Yep. That stuff is becoming normal. Whereas, like, for our dads... That stuff was not normal. It Must wasn't have been normal. a terrible time. Yeah, yeah that alpha male, oh, massive. Like we were just horrific. talking to producer Sim over yeah. here and she was like, we are phasing out that alpha male. Yeah. Like the number one killer of... Cancer is I number mean, one cancer killer. Is, uh, the the second is, is domestic, domestic violence. And that is what we're trying to phase out. Totally. And just and it's just by, I think the point to Ricky's point, it's trust and yep. that opens Building up to that. communication. It's mm-hmm. finding ways to build that trust. So n- making them feel safe not judged, and then the communication will come. Finding that safe space. For yes. me, we know it's, it's at in night. bed. I'm sorry, yeah. it just is going to yeah. be and that's, what and it's going to be. But that's what works for and you. And for you, it's in the car. For me, it's the car. It's a safe space. And for my kids, that will always be the, you are not going to get judged. I, I, I'm, I'm driving, so I'm not even going to yeah. look at you so you feel even more safe. Yeah. Um, and then I think it's also getting them outside. Whatever yep. that go looks like. That grass. Go touch that grass. It doesn't mm. have to be Love a that. competitive rugby league career, you know, starting at grassroots <laughs> yeah. five. It can be tennis. It can be running around, kicking the ball, you know, in a non-competitive fashion. Yep. It's just getting them outside fresh air away That's from the, the isolation that Correct. comes with technology. And, and understanding the signs as well. Yes. At what point do you want to intervene? And well, yeah, and, and just keeping your finger on the pulse, looking mm. for those changes. It's it's easy with kids that are very outgoing, but what if they're not? Max is more of a shy guy. So, yeah, yeah. How do you, how do you coax that information out of them yeah. and and, look and support out. them and then let them know it's okay to cry. As it's well. okay to cry. Right? Yeah, and also I'm not going to get angry. No, like I know well, we were. Well, I don't know about you, but mm. I was raised when I had a problem. I probably wouldn't tell my parents because I was I kept scared of them so getting angry much from my parents because I was so scared. Yeah, and I'm I'm actively trying to open the conversation I think I actually said to Max I'm like your life coach like I've been there done that I am on your side but like I'm your mum as well and you know and you, there I'm there is nothing you can do wrong I will love you to the end of the yeah. days and sometimes you will do things wrong and what you need to understand is how you deal with that how you apologise, how you say sorry to others and learn your lessons mm. and be that better, you know. Yeah. I'm not going to kick you out in the street. No, absolutely. You know, I'm not going to freeze you out. Just it's, talk to me. Everything. I remember my dad said to me once, Olivia, 
Any drug you've tried under the sun, I've tried them all. <laughs> There's nothing you could try that I haven't tried, okay? So you can talk. I'm like, that's terrifying. But, <laughs> okay, like, what are we talking about here? Like, this <laughs> Like, it's a bit, that was his way of trying to build rapport and get me to open yeah. up. Um, so, yeah, whatever know, works. That's it. it. Just to let them know my, it's a safe space. That's right. And my big takeaway was the resilience. Mm. The, the, you've got to let them fall. You've got to let them fall. You've just got to teach them how to get, how back, to get up. back up. Brilliant. Thanks, Ricky Russo. Thanks, Ricky Russo, the legend. The man, the legend. Okay, so now it's time for the... Have I got a whingy dinge oh, for you? Tell me. Like, oh my goodness. Give it to me good. Look, I feel okay. <laughs> Sorry. Is that how we speak to it? Or I'm getting a little insight here. Um, no, so having a four and a half year old, I'm now becoming very aware uh-huh. of the laws of the playground. Oh god, okay? don't get me started. I this is a whole new world for me because yep. obviously she's Eva's starting school next year and yep. we've we've started ballet class. Yeah. A few of the ballet class friends are going to the same school. Wonderful, okay? Familiar faces. Fantastic. Love that. Yep. But there's already a little bit of drama, Oof. like, in the mix with the girls. So yep. Eva, and this, I found this so hard because I'm a meddler, right, like by nature, from day dot. I want to just fix things for everyone. So we had daddy-daughter um, ballet class uh, yeah, just recently. That, that yeah, was super it was cute. super cute. And yep. um, basically they do free dance afterwards and then Eva and this little girl always hold hands. Um, super cute. Eva loves her. She's a little bit older yep. than Eva. Um, anyway, this week... The little girl was like, no, I don't want to hold your hand. And Eva's face was just like dropped. And I'm like, I've, I'll, don't worry, I'll come in and fix this. I'll make, I'll, I'll make her hold your hand. <laughs> but then I'm like, no, you can't. You actually can't no, you insert can't yourself in their issues. Protective mother lion is coming out and you're yeah. trying to fix it for her. But the rule from what I, because you guys have school age, you cannot meddle you can't insert yourself right you have to let them work it out yeah you got to let the school deal with it you can't talk about oh. names you can't get involved at all even oh, though it hurts it, it's the most hurtful thing i think as a parent when you hear that your child is being bullied at school oh my or is you know friendship circles are breaking down and they're choosing someone else over that's you know it is heartbreaking this and is i don't world even know I'm not, I'm how not. Can... i remember one year when i was at school mate this this girl invited everyone in her class to her party except for me yes my mum rang her mum and abused her yeah good <laughs> that's my leadership yeah. that's my and, and so you're and telling me i can't do that that's in your nature Deborah now and that's so yeah. watch out oh <laughs> school is yeah oh, uh, i'm gonna find it really hard it's i'm gonna find it super hard it because is really hard their little hearts break and all you want to do is protect them and you yep. just can't get involved because you can actually make it worse for them yep yeah, and but so this is your opportunity to teach them how to deal with these encounters in life and resilience. They, unfortunately, yeah, resilience, like Ricky talks about, resilience, resilience. Yeah, I need to need to tap into a bit of that. I need to read a book. Yeah, and just phrases <laughs> and use those phrases we just learned. So I was very like, now Eva, you know, sometimes not everyone will want to hold your hand. That's okay. You got a hundred friends. You can find someone else's hand mm. to hold. Like, and like my lips like quivering as I'm telling her. And she's like, like it's cool, mum. Like she wasn't that like. <laughs> but I was about to. Oh yeah. my god, Nathan had to like hold me back a little bit and like I'm not going to touch this child. Don't worry. Yeah. No, it's felt difficult. Like it. Yeah, <laughs> especially when your best friends friends. Oh like, yeah, when all that your kids are friends and then there's dramas. And there's I mean, dramas within be. the group, and they're like, oh. yeah. I mean, the other thing is, would you prefer your child to be bullied or be the bully? I mean, if my, I found out my kid was bullying or being mean to other kids, that would kill me. I think. Well, I guess it depends what you're talking about. So if there's bullying when they're bit older and they're like mm. using words and pushing and shoving and, yeah. and fighting and punching, mm. and I would much prefer. 
prefer my child to not be the bully. Yes. But when it comes to daycare and little things like oh, that, well, when they're just when the biting. Well, what if your kid's like, a biter? That's horrific. I know, but you know, they're little kids. They're two, three. Oh. They know, like, they, you can get away with that. It's yeah, when they're older them. and they're like <laughs> doing the wrong thing. And Do you know what? It's a learned behavior at daycare too. It's like they only bite because someone else yeah, has bitten, bitten them, them probably. They just so bite back. That's that's well, the storyline I go with anyway <laughs> to protect Freddie. <laughs> has Freddie bitten someone? Oh, look, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> It's not important. It's not important. Not important. Not important story. To the story. Anyway, shall we move on then? Let's move on. Let's move on to my favourite time of the day. Hack City. Hack, hack, hack City. Hack City. There she goes. <laughs> All right. So, do I have a hack for you? Oh, well, I don't know. Lay it on hack. me. Thick. I don't know. My pimples are coming out at the your moment. Your pimples are coming out. Yeah, Why are you scratching your neck it. at this? Same time, are they well, on I don't your know, I'm neck? stressed or whatever. Are they on your decolletage? But um, I use the butt cream, um, you know, the okay. pseudocream. Hemorrhoid cream? No, the no. pseudocream. You need to be very specific when and you're I talking about And I plastered it all cream. over my face. And it was, it's really helped my... Um, acne. I don't, I don't know. Oh, sorry. I'm just, <laughs> just labelling it acne. Sorry. It's a couple of pimples. Yeah, a couple things. of pimples. Gosh. Anyways, they're like clean up overnight. So and you not put anymore. not not the <laughs> pseudo cream. Yeah. Oh, oh. So the nappy rash cream. Not, yeah. Okay. Nappies. Nappies. Okay. Nappy rash. Yes. But so that's, that's my hack cool. for the day. It so works. pseudo cream on pimples. Yeah. So yep. good old toothpaste out the window. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, okay. kids might look at you a bit funny, but um, that's that's the worst of it. <laughs> Listen, I've got tubs of that stuff at home. I need to use it up, so that's great. And it's expensive, so great. There you go. What's yours? I've got a really, um, like a beautiful, uplifting one. Oh, I love the uplifting ones. I know you do. I know you do. So witching hour, it's a universal term. Mm -hmm. It's not just for babies. I feel like, you know, it starts when they're babies. They get kind of irritated and grisly. That's kind of the sun starts going down. It all goes to shit. There's a slow flog. Yes, a slow decline. In life's joy, oh, here we life's go. joy just <laughs> falls get, off a cliff. Yeah, um, put on it, your armor. Let's get going. And it doesn't get much easier the older they get. It's just a dip. Like they get home from daycare, they're hungry, they're just a bit feral. Everyone's just kind of counting down, racing to that bedtime. Right? I know me. I was like, "Come on!" Yeah, mine starts at five o'clock. o'clock. Yeah, Cannot miss that bus. Yeah, hundred percent. So. Um, I saw something on Instagram the other week and it just made me reframe my mindset a little bit mm-hmm. and it's turning witching hour into golden hour. Okay. So it's about... <laughs> like a golden wine and I, hour or like... Well, we... like a golden pin or groove. <laughs> yeah. That could be, the, that could be a helpful age. Let's kick us um, off. <laughs> but it's about... So now Nathan and I divide and conquer. So he will... Because also it's getting a little bit lighter, you know, um, outside for longer, which yeah. makes this whole process easier. But basically one of you take the kids Does outside... I feel like well, you get it more the darker daytime. it is, no, then they know. Like if it's dark at five, then this is even easier oh, but, to get to bed. But, but for the purposes of Sorry, embracing <laughs> golden hour, can you okay. stop taking me off track? <laughs> like, God. Um, it's better to have a little bit more daylight because one of you can take the kids out, go on the trampoline, kick the ball around, have some and, – and look for those – beautiful golden moments like really simple things like you how is the laughing. trampoline sorry part of bedtime routine oh it's just hour. about getting to dinner so one of us is inside is cooking hilarious. dinner I one of us this. is inside outside with the kids okay and it's about instead of everyone inside mm-hmm. nathan and i both cooking dinner just put a show <laughs> on just sit there and watch that until dinner's coming no you're not having any more cold cakes eva no no jazz just yeah. wait so yeah. instead of that kind of everyone's Getting on busy. edge everyone's trying to get to bedtime Good job. like get these bloody kids to bed it's about actually let's let's find some golden moments like 
Freddie's laughing at the Nathan Let's doing. Enjoy it. Put down our technology. Get off our phones. Absolutely. And embrace it. Like, embrace and someone it. still has to make dinner. That's fine. But switch it up. <laughs> like, if you cook dinner, and if I cook dinner one night, Nathan cooks it the next night. I have that time with the kids. It's about just like it goes so quick, as we know. Mm-hmm. Golden hour. Reframing no more witching it. hour. We're reframing it. Okay. okay. Vino o'clock. Let's go. <laughs> I love how she always has to bring it back to the to the vino. I mean, she knows me well, though. You know me well. Oh, Shout yeah, out to one. Naked Wines. Okay. I love that. By Naked, no, not sponsored by Reframe. Naked Wines. <laughs> I do love Naked Wines, though. Um, anyway, guys, that was absolutely epic. I feel like, gosh, I'm so excited to raise Freddie now. Like, <laughs> if I wasn't well, before, I now know what to do. It's great phrases to use. Yes. And I think for even Max to go into the schoolyard and if something happens to him he can just turn around and say it i feel like i can i'm picturing max just walking in like iron man like what do you got for me i'm ready oh i got you mature beyond his years yeah he he just needs, he's been here he's before just a, he's just a just needs a bit of a bit of uh, words but now you know what to do yeah that's great it's about building them up it's about getting them outside it's about resilience it's yeah. about getting them to open up to us to and trust communicate. us yeah for sure it's all about communication so yeah all right well thanks guys great guys and we'll uh we'll see you next week Can't wait. Can't wait. See you then. Bye. Bye.